All right, good evening, everyone. So, on Wednesday nights, just going to do a little bit of a, a recap here. Uh, what we've been doing is doing a short teaching session on something evangelistic. Uh, last couple weeks, uh, we've been going through a book called Scripture Diagram Graphics, uh, or Drawing Men to Christ, literally drawing men to Christ. We're going through these diagrams of different verses of bringing, pointing someone from okay, beginning principles of the Bible and bringing them to the point of them seeing their need for Christ. So we've been going through this book, um, and then it actually these diagrams, there's 12 in this book, uh, they take an average of 10 to 15 minutes to go through, and that's what we've been doing. Um, and then we'll have a time of prayer requests and then having a time of praying together. But um, with this book, uh, we started, or well, we're going to be on diagram number six tonight, diagram number six. But we started out, uh, this, is a this book has a progression of... Um, just start, well, it started out with Hebrews 9.27, as it is appointed unto man once to die, but after this, the judgment. And, and each of these diagrams have been building one on top of the other. Just, we wanted to see our, first of all, see our own mortality, and then see what the Bible says about that. We're all going to die after this, the judgment. That was diagram number one. Diagram number two... We were looking at, okay, we're here out on this world, um, floating on life's sea, as it were, looking for truth. And it's like, okay, we saw men look at people, experience, experts, traditions for truth. Well, honestly, we looked at how those can't be relied upon. And then... We saw from 2 Peter 1, 16-21, how the Bible can be something that's very reliable for truth. And then diagram number three, we looked at, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We looked at the Ten Commandments and saw, really, how all of us can't keep the Ten Commandments and how we're really, according to the Bible, we, we, can't, we can't keep God's law. But then we saw how Jesus is the perfect one, how he never sinned in deed, word, or thought. And then the next diagram built off of that thought of, okay, who is Jesus? Why is it important? Um, we saw that the wages, we looked at Romans 6.23, how the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Okay. Um, we all have earned death because of sin. But God gives us this option, this gift of Jesus Christ. And then last week we looked at diagram number five, talking about how it started out with John 1.29, which John the Baptist points to Jesus saying, Behold the Lamb of God. And 
in that context, it was Jewish people, and they knew what John was referring to, okay, Jesus as a lamb, pointed back to Abraham and then to the Passover. We looked at that, how throughout the Old Testament, there's all these pictures of someone has a death sentence upon them. There's a lamb or an animal provided as a substitute for that person. And that was what John was referring to, Jesus, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. That was diagram number five. Now tonight, we're going to look at Jesus some more. And we're going to see, okay, why is Jesus the Lamb? Why is he the perfect substitute? So we're going to look at John chapter 5. If you can turn in your Bibles to John chapter 5. We have a lengthier portion of scripture here tonight, but we're just going to look at five different proofs that the Bible gives for Jesus and why he is what the, who the Bible says he is, the perfect substitute, the perfect lamb of God. So we're going to read, I'll read uh, John chapter 5 verses 31 through 47. So John chapter 5, verse 31 through the end of the chapter, which says, this is Jesus speaking, um, and if you look back, uh, we looked at this passage of scripture several weeks ago when uh, we were doing, going through a different Bible study, but um, Jesus is talking to, um, he's talking to the Jews here, um, and we won't get through, look at all the context for time's sake tonight. But this is Jesus speaking here. Verse 31 of John chapter 5, which says, If I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There is another that beareth witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnesseth of me is true. He sent unto John, and he bare witness unto the truth. But I receive not testimony from man, but these things I say, that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and ye were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. But I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father hath given me to finish, the same works that I do, bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me. And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me, Ye have neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape, and ye have not his word abiding in you. For whom he hath sent, him ye believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me, and ye will not come to me, that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. I am come in my Father's name, and, receive, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another, and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuseth you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his writings, how shall ye believe my words? So, 
this, this study tonight, and again, the goal of this whole drawing men to Christ is, is to take a passage of Scripture and literally draw it out so people who might not totally are able to learn. I mean, you have the teachers here. They know kids, all different people learn in different ways, and that's the goal of this particular study is to do some diagrams, to do some pictures to convey spiritual truth. Pastor? Yes. Um, so the, the writer of this book, uh, Doug Hammett, who, he's a missionary, well, he was a pastor for many years. He was my pastor for many years back in Pennsylvania. He's now a missionary in Africa. And he adapted his uh, four-week Bible study that he had created for here in the States into this 12-week or 12-diagram Bible study, Drawing Men to Christ, to show people on the mission field who might not have English as their first language or uh, might not have as much schooling or education as uh, some other people. And that was the goal of this. But um, I've found, we. I know Katie's done this Bible study. Esther did this Bible study with uh, um, some other people, and um, it's it's an interesting way to convey biblical truth, literally drawing it out as we will here tonight. And that's the goal of this. And again, as a plug, we have five or six of these booklets on the back shelf. I believe uh, you can check them out of the library if you like, um, because... As I said earlier, you can go through one of these diagrams in 10, 15 minutes and do it at a lunch break with a coworker or something like that, that uh, it's just a, a good way of conveying spiritual truth. So we'll get into diagram number six here tonight. That was a lot of verses. We're not going to really dig into all those verses fully, but we're going to look at five different proofs in this passage of who Jesus is. Now, first of all, Jesus himself um, gave witness of him being the Son of God. Now, even in, I try to mimic the drawing here. Um, I'm not a very good drawer, but you can adapt it for however you want. But um, in verse 31, we do see that Jesus says, if I bear witness of myself, okay, he does bear witness of himself, but he also knows if it was just him bearing witness of himself, like anyone can say that they're anybody, but that doesn't necessarily make it right. In the Old Testament law and scriptures, it always talked about having two or three witnesses. Let every word be established. So, Jesus was saying, yeah, I could say that I'm the Christ, great, but according to our own law, that's not enough proof. So, as he goes through here, he gives four more. Uh, first of all, well, beyond just Jesus himself, he references John the Baptist, and this also goes back to last week's verse, uh, John 1, 29, the next day John, 
John the Baptist seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. So we have John the Baptist giving proof that Jesus is the Lamb of God. So we have John 1.29, and then also the verses we saw here in John chapter 5, where it talks about John bearing, uh, you sent unto John, and he bear witness unto the truth, but I received not testimony from man, but these things I say, that you might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light, and you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. And at this point, you could even go back to the Old Testament prophecy about, um, I forget the exact wording, but the, the prophecy of John the Baptist saying, He's going to be coming beforehand, behold, uh, preparing the way of the Lord. So we have John the Baptist bearing witness of Christ. But then further on, talks about um, how uh, in verse number 36, Jesus says, But I have a greater witness than that of John, for the works which the Father has given me, to finish the same works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. So not only Jesus bears witness of himself being the Messiah, John the Baptist bears witness that behold the Lamb of God, but then also Jesus' miracles themselves bear witness of him being from God. And in this example, it is... Jesus raising someone from the dead. You, uh, we can look back earlier in this chapter um, about the uh, the certain man was there, which had an, uh, this is verse number five of chapter five, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, "What that we made whole." Then, but Impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Uh, these are the verses I could have used last week at Bible study. We were looking at the uh, Hezekiah's tunnel um, at men's Bible study at close to home, and we were looking at the map and like how the, the conduit went down to the uh, pool of Bethesda and all that, and I couldn't remember where this was, and well, right here. John chapter 5, but that's beside the point. For tonight's study, we're talking about how Jesus performed miracles. We had the impotent man who was laying there, and Jesus healed him. He's back up. Verse 36 is what it was talking about, John chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, and verse 15. And that's just one example of amazing miracles that Jesus did that pointed to, okay, this guy's different. He has power. This was prophesied beforehand. Um, the book of John, we, as we looked through in Sunday school a couple months ago, we looked at seven different miracles uh, that Jesus performed in that, in that book, but the other Gospels record many others. So, Jesus did many, uh, many mighty works that pointed to, okay, 
he was, he is the Messiah. So, first of all, Jesus said, Jesus bore witness of himself. John the Baptist bore witness of him. Jesus' miracles bore witness of him. But then, God the Father himself bore witness that Jesus is the Messiah. God the Father in the clouds. Verse 37, which says, And the Father himself, which hath sent me, hath borne witness of me. Ye have heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. But we know in other parts of the scripture, first of all, in Matthew 3, 17, when Jesus was baptized, well, let's, I'll just go back there and read that verse. There are two instances where God the Father spoke from heaven. And here's one of them, Matthew chapter 3, verse 17. This is at Jesus' baptism. And it said, And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. God the Father from heaven said, this is my son. I am well pleased in him during his baptism. And then also uh, at the transfiguration um, with Peter, James, and John, and then Elias and Moses there. And I thought that was... I don't have that reference, but yeah, those two times, Jesus at his baptism, and then at the transfiguration, God the Father himself testifying, yes, this is Jesus, this is my son, this is the Messiah. But then, the fifth proof, this fifth reason, and really, it's the most sure proof because, all right, right now, Jesus isn't here on the earth. We can't hear him audibly saying, okay, I am the Messiah. I am the Lamb of God. John the Baptist is long dead, so we can't hear from him anymore. We, we see what the scriptures say. We don't audibly hear from God in this type of manner of testifying, yes, this is Jesus. We don't see miracles like this happen anymore. But what we do have is the completed word of God. And this is our most sure proof of witness, bearing witness of who Jesus is and that he is who he claims to be. So we have the Bible itself. And I am not doing a good job of these drawings, but whatever. That's the Bible itself. Bears witness. Read verse 39, which says, Search the scriptures, for in them you think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. And if you're looking at the context here, he is talking to the Jews, the people who the scriptures were given to, to preserve, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. These are people who should really know the scriptures. And the one verse we're going to look at here in um, 
as a prophecy is Isaiah 53, verse 3. And this is just one of many things, and I know we've looked at this in previous Bible studies we've looked at. In the apologetics course, there's many prophecies we've looked at with Jesus' life, uh, his uh, being born, where he was going to be born, being born of a virgin, many different prophecies about his death. But the one specifically here we're going to look at is at his death. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 3. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteem him not. And if you look at the record of Scripture, this prophecy here, hundreds of years before Jesus being on earth was fulfilled in the minutest detail. So Isaiah 53 Verse 3, but there are several other prophecies. Um, his birth, his childhood, his ministry, his betrayal, his crucifixion, and resurrection. And at this point, you can go through the scriptures. There are many other references you could point people to. But the Bible, the whole Bible, really testifies of who Jesus is, that he is the Messiah, and that he is worthy for us to put our trust and faith in him. So the goal of this diagram is to be like, okay, who is Jesus? What are the proofs that Jesus claim, uh, claims to be who he is? Um, we saw Jesus himself testifies of himself. We have John the Baptist. We have his miracles. We have God the Father and our most sure proof here today is the full, completed Word of God, the Scriptures, the prophecies that the Bible tells us about of Jesus. And again, you could dig into that as far as, as you want because there, there are many, many things that you can see in the Scriptures that point to Jesus. So that's diagram number six. That's diagram number six. Again, these are just building one upon another. Lord willing, next week we're going to look at Diagram 7. It's going to go over Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 5. And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. So, Lord willing, we will look at Diagram number 7 and those verses next week.